Hi there, this is Teacher Harry and welcome back to my English lessons and hopefully I'll be able to help you to get a better understanding of English. So you can listen to this on my podcast or you can watch it on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and at the end I'll give you my contact details. So what am I going to talk to you about today? Well, first of all, I better explain how I'm dressed. This actually is the middle of summer and okay, I've got a hat on, but it's it's not that cold. But outside at the moment, according to my laptop, it's only 13 degrees at one three, 13 degrees. So it's a little cool. So I've still got on, believe it or not, my winter or spring jacket. So um, not quite the really hot summer that I was expecting. And hopefully wherever you are, you're enjoying some warm sunshine. So we're going to talk to you today about adjectives. And in particular, we're going to talk about adjectives that describe jobs. So I have a list of those and I give you, as always, some examples that will help you to understand how to use the adjectives and exactly what they mean. So let me start by giving you the list and I'll go through them one by one. So challenging, demanding, clerical, casual, unsociable, essential, Repetitive, mundane, glamorous, customer-facing, steady, and a dead end. So there's a mixture here of some positive and some negative. And we've all, during our lifetime, had jobs that cover all of these particular adjectives. So hopefully the job you're doing at the moment is more positive than negative. So let's start. Well, challenging. Well, something that's challenging can be difficult, but you can essentially achieve what you want to do. So you can have a challenging job. It might be your first job. So that might be very challenging because you haven't worked since you left university. Or if you change jobs or you get promoted and the new job or the new position that you have is challenging. It's, it's a little bit more difficult than the previous job. And of course, it's going to test you. It's going to test your abilities and you're, be, you're going to be able to demonstrate those skills, hopefully, that you've acquired during your working career. So a job can be challenging. So somebody who uh, applies for a job as a head teacher, this could be a challenging position because not only do you have to control the school and the budgets, you also have to interface with the other teachers and it's all about team building and managing people. So that could be described as a challenging job or a challenging position. Next, demanding. Well, demanding can be uh, described in very different ways. Something can be demanding of your time. Okay, it can be very demanding of your energy. It can be very demanding of your skill and skills that you have built up over a period of time. So you can describe a demanding job in many, many different ways. So if a doctor who is working 14 hours a day in the early years might describe his job as very, very demanding because he starts early and he finishes late or he has to work or she has to work weekends and these would be very difficult at times. So the job could be described as very, very demanding. Okay. So a demanding position of time, a demanding of skills. So if you have to do a lot of negotiation, perhaps the job involves meeting with people, working with people, trying to get people to do work in a certain way. You might be a union representative. So you have to discuss aspects with 
management and with workers, and you have to try and bridge the differences between them. Okay, so that could be very demanding. Or you might be working in the IT industry where you have to come up with new applications and you have to come up with those quickly because it's a fast-moving industry. And in that case, you could describe that job as very demanding. Clerical. Well, a clerical job usually involves a lot of administration. And in the old days, it would have been a lot of paperwork. And in the modern world, it probably means a lot of typing on the, the internet, downloading, filing, updating data, but really quite boring where you're just doing a lot of administration and you probably don't have any or much connection with people other than your boss or somebody who is supervising you. So clerical tends to be a little bit boring, might be in the modern world described as a back office role, although in many companies back office is really, really important now because you have certain roles that are involved with procedures and issues to make sure everything is done correctly. So back office jobs can be a little bit more challenging than they used to be, but you can't get away from the fact that they could be described as clerical involving paperwork in inverted commas, the modern paperwork using a laptop or inputting data. Okay, so a clerical job. Typical jobs that would be clerical would be civil service jobs working for government, for the Department of Social Welfare or Health or Finance, one of these departments. These would be very typical clerical jobs. A casual job. A casual job is usually something that is not permanent. So if you're working casually, it means you're picking up work here and there, but you're not committed to it long term. Perhaps you only want to work part time anyway, or perhaps it's a, a summer job. And usually casual work means you might not be on the company records because they don't want to set up you on the payroll system, perhaps because it's just too much trouble. You might only be doing some work for a few weeks, filling in while somebody's out sick or just a temporary work while you're on holidays from university. And this could all be described as casual work. Often casual work could be used when people work on building sites during the summer where they could be mixing cement, carrying bricks, doing general odd jobs around the, the site to help the, the building company. Or indeed, it could be even picking fruit in the south of France or in some part of Australia or wherever people go during the summer from farm to farm to, to pick those grapes, to collect those apples, to harvest those oranges, whatever it might be. This would very definitely fall into the category of something quite casual. So when we have our jobs in, in an office, in a school, these are permanent jobs and they're not uh, normally temporary and they're definitely not casual. Okay, casual work or casual job. Unsociable. Well, un, when something is sociable, it means it's, it's friendly. Unsociable means unfriendly hours usually. So uh, unsociable would be working nighttime. So if your job involves shift work where you work you know, one week early shift from eight in the morning till four in the afternoon. And then another week you work the night shift from seven in the evening till five the next morning or whatever the shifts happen to be. These would definitely be described as unsociable jobs because you're usually working unsociable hours. When other people are going to bed, you're going to work. When people are getting up in the morning, 
you're going to bed, you're finishing your shift. So these would be very definitely unsociable. Now, you might occasionally have to work on sociable hours, and that could be a little bit of overtime, or it could be working weekends. So somebody working in the retail industry, the busiest times for those jobs are usually on Saturdays when people are free or Sundays if the community or the country where they're working allows shops to open at the weekend. And these would very definitely be described as unsociable jobs, unsociable hours, something not normal for uh, other people. And it could be varied, like doctors and nurses, they often work unsociable hours. People, as I said, working night shifts in factories or retail sector where they have to work at different times. Even people in restaurants and bars where they have to work until midnight, perhaps. The bar might close at 10 or 10.30, 11, but there has to be some cleaning done and preparation for the next day. And those latter few hours of that day would be described as unsociable hours. Essential. So if you have essential work or an essential job, that it's something that is really necessary, perhaps for the community. So doctors, nurses, these are essential jobs. Without them, what will we do? Who will care for our sick relatives? Who will look after us when we're not feeling so well? So they are essential jobs. Police to protect us, police to control the traffic, police to walk our streets to make sure we are safe. These are essential jobs. People working in the armed forces, in the military, essential jobs to protect our country from attack, to protect our systems, which they are doing now because of email attacks and all of these other sorts of modern day warfare. Well, these are all regarded as essential jobs. So an essential job is something really, really critical. Okay. People might not describe my job as essential. It's essential to me because that's how I make my living, of course, and your job is essential to you because that's how you provide for your family. But essential, something that the community depends on or the country depends on. These are really the essential jobs. So people working in the food industry during the pandemic, they were described as having essential jobs because these are the only places that remained open when we had our lockdown. So supermarkets or factories producing food were described by various governments as essential workers, people working in the health industry, and they were allowed to move more or less freely around the cities and travel on the uh, network and public transport. But for the rest of us who were non-essential, we were asked to remain at home and work from home. So the difference between essential and non-essential. Repetitive. Well, if you have a repetitive job, you're probably bored, as we say, bored out of your tree or just bored silly or whatever way you want to describe it. But you're very definitely bored with a repetitive job. Every job and every job I've ever had at some stage gets a little bit repetitive and that's something that we just have to put up with. But if a job is constantly repetitive, the same thing day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, well, of course, then perhaps it's time to change and perhaps it's time to look for something new. So repetitive means something repeated time after time after time. So you come in at 8.30, you check your emails. At 10 o'clock, you have the normal meeting. At 12 o'clock, you do some other work. At 3 o'clock, you do something else. You go home at 5 or 5.30 and you repeat that action or that schedule day in, day out. So 
very, very repetitive, doing the same thing. People get uh, bored with jobs very easily these days and people tend to change their, their jobs every three or four years to avoid that repetition. Yeah, So they don't like repetitive, no matter how uh, in love they are with their job, they just don't like repetition and they often change just for that purpose and they go to another company, meet other people, new challenges and then after four or five years, yes, of course, that job becomes repetitive and they feel the need to change it. So repetitive, something that we do the same schedule, the same routine day after day after day. So we all know that routine is good, it's good for us, it's good for our kids, it's good for, for life in general, but if it becomes so repetitive that we get bored, well, of course, we have to look to change. Mundane, mundane is another way of talking about boring and repetitive, and it's a, I like the word mundane, even though it's not describing anything exciting, but it's a nice word, mundane, it's got a nice sound to it. But when we talk about mundane, it's something boring, something not very exciting, something that, okay, yeah, we get paid for it, of course, but is the world really going to stop if our job stops? Probably not. So our job can often be described as a mundane job. And we could go back to some of those clerical jobs that we mentioned before, working in the civil service or government departments could often be described as mundane because they are very repetitive or somebody sitting in front of a screen all day perhaps monitoring traffic flows could be described uh, by them perhaps as mundane others might describe it as quite exciting so really mundane depends on the person doing the job and how he feels about it yeah but if you're just you know loading and unloading bags onto a lorry so you take them off you put them on you take them into a warehouse you bring them out of the warehouse you drive from the warehouse to the retail shop and back again perhaps that might be described as a mundane job some people like the freedom of that some people don't but mundane is a word that we use to describe something every day mundane every day nothing changes very similar same routine mundane. Glamorous. Well, glamorous is one of those nice words that describes lots of things. We could not only about our jobs, we can use glamorous clothes, not, not a warm jacket and a funny hat that I had before, but glamorous clothes where you're dressed really nicely for the movies or as a, a shop assistant in a high-end retail shop, lady fashions, you know, so you're, you're dressed glamorously, the makeup, the hair, all of these sort of things. So that could be described as a glamorous job where you're perhaps helping people to find the right scent, the right perfume, the right lipstick, the right makeup. Yeah, that could be glamorous. Obviously, actresses and actors, these are often described as glamorous jobs or to us normal people or uh, the common folk, it appears to be a glamorous job. Perhaps it's not so glamorous to them, but to us, it looks like a glamorous job. The life of a professional sports star very definitely could be described as a glamorous job. They wear nice clothes. The sports gear is always wonderful. It's sponsored by all these wonderful sports companies. They never have to buy it, I'm sure, because they're effectively advertising it or sponsoring it. So um, in, in, from that point of view, it is a glamorous position traveling from one city to another, the competition in Paris, the next week in Madrid, the next week in Rome, the next week in Athens, whatever it might be, traveling around, playing tennis, playing golf, playing football. These would be very definitely, to me, 
a glamorous job, so something wonderful that people are a little bit envious of when they look at it, and certainly I would be very envious of those type of positions. Next is customer facing. Well, customer facing means directly relating to customers where you're meeting customers or you're dealing with customers on a one-to-one basis. In the old days, that would have been directly in the retail shop where you meet the customer coming in who wants to buy his shoes or jacket or whatever it might be. So that would be described as a customer-facing job. Working in a petrol station, a filling station, customer-facing because you're dealing with customers every couple of minutes. You're telling them where they can find the the petrol pumps, where the air to fill the the, the tyres, whatever it might be. It's a customer-facing job. And in the modern world, customer facing has gone a little bit beyond the face-to-face. It can be on the telephone. So a lot of these call centers, they are effectively customer facing, even though you're not directly looking at the customer, you spend your time talking to the customer, helping him with these problems about his computer, helping him with his problems about his health card, helping him with his problems about any aspect of his life where The banks uh, use these call centers. They are located in many different countries. And whilst you might be living in the UK and you have a problem and you get onto the call center, the person interfacing with you or that customer facing position could be sitting in somewhere in India or Scotland or some other location, Poland, for, for example. So customer facing is directly relating to the customer, but not necessarily face-to-face. It could be just on on the mobile phone, it could be on the the telephone, or it could be across the counter. And in the modern world, as I say, most of the retail is now moving to an online type of facility, and this is going to be the new and is the new customer-facing position. Okay, customer-facing. Steady, steady job. Well, this was an old way people used to describe situations where you left school and you got a job in an insurance company or a bank. Oh, it's a nice, steady job. So what does that mean to me? Well, it means probably boring. Yeah, probably reasonably well paid, not very exciting and what they often called a job for life. So you are often encouraged by parents that you should seek one of these type of jobs. Oh, you'll be doing very well if you get one of those jobs. It's a job for life, a nice steady job. That's what you need. And steady meant something that wouldn't change so often. You know that the company was going to be there. It wasn't going to go bankrupt. You get up on a Monday morning, you go to work. You come home on a Friday evening, you switch off, you have your weekend. And guess what? You start again on the next Monday. But the job was steady. You knew the work you were going to do. Never terribly exciting, but always there and a nice pension waiting for you at the end of your 30 or 35 years. Okay, so a nice steady job. I don't think today there are anything that you could describe as steady jobs because in the modern world, everything changes so fast and nobody's guaranteed a job for life as we called it. So steady jobs are probably not as frequent as they used to be. And in fact, I think from a point of view of your own progress, a steady job is not really what you want. You want something that gives you a bit of a challenge, something a little bit more interesting than steady. And then finally, a dead end job. Well, 
what's worse than a steady job is a dead end job. And a dead end is something that stops boom, like that. Yeah, dead end. So when you come to a dead end, when you're driving your car, it means you can go no further. So you, you take the wrong turning left or right and you've got a house or a field in front of you. So I've come to a dead end, meaning I have to turn and go back. I'm not going to be able to go forward. So a dead end job is exactly that. You get to a certain point in your career and that's it. You come to a stop and you either just stay in that position or you have to leave and find something else. So when you're meeting your friends and you haven't seen them for a while, perhaps from university and they ask you what you're doing, ah, don't talk to me. It's a dead end job. There's no chance of promotion. There's no chance of a, a very decent salary rise. I do the same thing every day. It's, I would describe it just as a dead end job. And of course, the question would be, well, why are you doing it? And often people who do dead end jobs do it because they just can't be bothered or they don't have the energy to get themselves out there in the marketplace, dust themselves down and find something a little bit more uplifting or a little bit more challenging as we used before. Okay, dead end, something that comes to a stop, that has no future, or there's nothing beyond what you can see immediately in front of you. And that's what it's going to be like for the rest of your day. So dead end. Okay, so there are adjectives describing particular jobs. Okay, let me just give them to you again, just so in case you've forgotten. Challenging, demanding, clerical, casual, unsociable, essential, Repetitive, mundane, glamorous, customer-facing, steady, and a dead-end job. Dead-end. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And I said I'd give you my contact details. So if you want to contact me, well, you can get me on www.englishlessonbyskype.com. I'm always happy to hear from you. And if you want to have lessons on a one-to-one basis, either you're looking for uh, some training about job interviews, you're going to work for an international company and you want to know the type of questions you might be asked and more importantly, the answers you should give. Well, why don't you give us a shout? Or if you're looking for something a little bit more long-term where you want to improve your English, get you up to that next level, well, give me a call. I've got teachers working with me. Obviously, it can't be me to give all of the lessons, but the guys that I have working with me, they're really, really good, all native speakers, and we'd be very, very happy to help you. So as always, thanks for listening and join me again soon.